Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> From the fish-filled Midwest lakes to the deep woods of the north, upland prairies filled with pheasants to the whistling wings of duck ponds, this is Saturday Morning Fan Outdoors, your show for hunting and fishing tips, topics, and conversations. You can also send us a question or opinion by emailing us, booth at kfan.com. Here's your host, the fans, Captain Billy Hildebrand. Well, as I clear my throat, have a cup of coffee in one hand and no Coca-Cola in the other. One minute after 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning, a Thanksgiving weekend Saturday morning, it must be time to talk about the outdoors, the great outdoors on Fan Outdoors for the next two hours. Yes, this is Billy Hildebrand, and the man on the other side is, well, boy, we've had him for two weeks. How about that, huh? (laughs) Bob St. Pierre, Pheasants Forever, and as you look... At the calendar, it is the 26th day of November. Yep, 26th day. It was 30 degrees and foggy when I left home. And we will continue this mild weather, mild fall into winter, aiming for a high of 44 degrees. Sun up today? Well, it's sun comes up about not long before we finish the program. So sun comes up at 26 minutes after 7, and it'll be up until 4.35. At least it's light when you head into work, and it's still light when many come home. But there will be a time it'll be dark, dark. Oh, it's dark, dark now. Dark, dark? Yeah. I get home from work, and it's pitch black. Yeah. Dark. It's dark. Yeah, it's very dark. Not my favorite time of year, Captain, I'll be honest with you. I understand that. I hear you. But happy Thanksgiving to you. And to you, too. Uh, and to you, too. I. Uh, what did you have for dinner? Uh, turkey. Ah. Turkey. We had pheasant soup for lunch, though. You did? The the white pheasant white, chili. Yes. Is very, very good. Compliments of John Judici. It is very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, we... Uh, you know, after I, I see on TV these horror stories about uh, in all the fire departments that are recommending <laughs> you not deep fry turkeys and all this stuff, and I'm telling you what, I'm deep fried. <laughs> you like that? I huh? love it. It's moist and it's so good. And at 45 minutes, I had a 12 pound bird done, 12 seven or almost 13 pound bird. And it's it's really really good. Have you ever done that? I have not. Uh, we we went the uh, well. I I shouldn't say we. Meredith, <laughs> Meredith cooked the turkey uh, on the Weber grill. 
Oh, so, really? Yeah, we um, um, no, there I go saying we again. I went pheasant hunting actually. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I took my nephew out pheasant hunting on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, good for you. Um, but uh, Meredith brined the uh, sixteen pounder for um, about twenty four hours, yep. and then um, put it on the grill for four. Uh-huh. And it was spectacular. I should probably talk to Meredith, but do you know what she brined it in? <laughs> yeah, it was a mix of, um, uh, let's see, well, obviously water, um, orange juice, orange peel, um, garlic, um, oh, what else, peppercorns. There's a whole mixture of stuff. And in then there. she boil it up and, and simmer it down, cool it off? Yes, yes. Yeah, and then put it in a brining bag um, in the fridge for about a day. And then uh, I went out on the on the grill. Well, we're we're planning to have another Thanksgiving meal Monday night. Oh, really? Yes. What's the occasion on Monday? Well, it was suggested to me by my oldest son that we uh, we have a Thanksgiving a, a more traditional Thanksgiving meal, which is Debbie and I on Thursday. And it was nice, but it was, I mean, it was just a meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we are going to have uh, the uh, the turkey shot a year ago fall. Okay. And we'll put it the same way we cooked it. And I still have one because you'll come over for that, the one that I almost died carrying out of the field. <laughs> you still have day. that one, huh? I do. It's all wrapped up and froze. <laughs> Good. I, 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 have a, I have never, I don't do a selfie, but I did one. Sitting down to rest, <laughs> trying to carry that bird out of the field, because I figured if I die, at least there's going to be a record of this someplace. If they don't find me for weeks, um, and it's you know I could show you to a uh, show it to you on break. It's I it's it's like it's desperation time. There's a last gasp here. Yeah, <laughs> you don't do selfies unless. You think it might be the end? For That's you. right. I just wanted somebody to know that <laughs> we all want to see those this, photos. This is what it was when he was alive. <laughs> but um, so Eric's been hunting up uh, Elbow Lake, right? Yep. How much snow is on the ground up there? Because I, I ran into a little more snow than I was anticipating where I went pheasant hunting. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard work. I went up towards Hinkley. Okay. Um, well, they had a bunch of snow. Well, that band of snow. I went. thought it might be right on the southern edge of that band, but I was wrong. <laughs> there was a good, uh, oh, well, with drifting, I was walking through a foot of snow. It was hard work. We, we found some pheasants. We got a few shots, but uh, did not... Did not tickle any feathers, but um, uh, there was it was hard walking, Captain. Oh, I, you've done that, and you've been there before. I, I have. <laughs> so what about what about out west? Uh, west, it depends. When you get out, actually, uh, one of the areas that we hunt, mm-hmm. the the wind, it's kind of almost like a, uh, it's almost it's so open that it's a lot of the snow is blowing off it. Hmm. And I know a friend of mine from up in there shot a limit of birds out of one of the same areas that we've hunted. Hmm. And but it, I think when you get out, I know the like at the cabin, the neighbor up there called me and said that I'm not getting in there for quite a while. Oh, okay. So they've got a fair amount of snow. I think the fortunate thing is for all of us now is that we have uh, the lakes are still open. Mm-hmm. 
because it would be a real mess if we had some ice over those lakes because that would be a lot of weight on it. Right. And right. I don't think it would recover unless they opened up again. I've seen um, a fair number of fishermen out on uh, Bald Eagle and White Bear Lake the last couple Gotta of days. Got to be boats. Yeah, boats. Yeah, there's no ice. But, yeah, there have been, um, there's, I don't know, dozen boats each really? day. Yeah. So something's you out know, there biting. But it's nice, and I don't think once once the once they do freeze over if they do be a disaster if we don't get ice oh come on now I, God, that's crazy talk you know and i, I was thinking about it It'll the other freeze. day well w- when i was younger this was frozen hard hard already yeah by thanksgiving yes and if we were all done duck hunting i mean the lakes had frozen everything had frozen by the end of october so things have have changed over the span of a couple, three decades. And I don't know. I mean, think about if, and I get, we will, we will. I mean, yes. it's, I don't know if it's wishful or scared thinking. We'll be frozen over in like yeah. two weeks. Yeah, it's going to make the winter perhaps a little shorter. I don't know. Um, yeah, that sounds like wishful thinking too. <laughs> it does. I'm still, I still want to get out and chase. You are a too. tired guy. <laughs> The light is, you know, you you don't even see that the, it's dark when you come home from work right now. It's light when I get up. Not the flakes aren't going to freeze and we're going to have a short winter. Who are you? Well, I'm the guy that wakes up now every day about 3.30 and the dog wants to go out. The puppy wants to go out about 6. And sometimes I stay up with that little rascal. And sometimes I just throw them back in the kennel and I say, you're going back to bed. <laughs> and away we go. Um, but, yeah, maybe it is a little bit. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, they have got a bunch of snow out there, I know. I think you just have to be a little selective about where you go. Yeah. When you do run into snow, I mean, it's tough on feet, tough on legs, hard on dogs. Mm. Chart tromping through that stuff. It's too. pretty soft snow right now. Is it? Yeah, it was. It, you know, it was steep, so um, I ran Esky for the most part, and she she was bounding through it without problem. Oh yeah, but uh, it was harder on me than it was on the dog. Uh, last weekend of deer season in the state of Wisconsin, I know when they started, uh, their numbers were down, their take was down. Um, but it's also the uh, probably the last opening day of a hunting season in Minnesota too, because the muzzleloader season mm. begins today, and one of our guests, uh, Doctor Dennis Gallenberg, will call in, and uh, <laughs> no, you're not going to see selfie after the first break. Somebody's it's tweeting you yeah, or texting uh, you. Uh, it's a tweet. Um, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Besides, so the magic of radio, it probably won't look real good, but I'll just have to hold it up to the camera if people I, are watching on. I did notice you opened an Instagram account after uh, a few months of chiding from me. Yes, I did. What was the what was the in, uh, catalyst for the Instagram? Too much time on my hands. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I you're I, just a social media fiend. You know. And it just drives me wild, too, because I look at some of this stuff, and it's all garbage. <laughs> a lot of it is. And about the only thing I ever put on anything are dogs and hunting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll probably fishing. continue that. Yeah, fishing. Well, mainly for you. 
summertime. <laughs> yeah, when I'm at the office and that's, you're sending me fish photos. That's right. They're biting today. <laughs> wish you were here. <laughs> I wish you were here. Um, it's too bad the water will never freeze, so I won't have to see the ice fishing photos while I'm at the office. Well, you know. <laughs> In a weak moment, you may. What's what? What is the color in the sky in your world this this it's week? Always blue and sunny. So, Apparently, yes, it is. It's always very blue. optimistic although, now. Although it was cloudy and it, well, it looked I couldn't see anything. There was a sliver of moon out on the way down here, but it no, only, yeah, no super was moon. Fog. Was it foggy at your place? Mm, it was frosty. Oh. Uh, I didn't notice any fog. It was foggy. Well, you're the guy that has yeah, a tree fall yeah, down in your yard. It was, yeah, thank you. And he doesn't know it. Uh, <laughs> well, so that answers the question. Gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm not Tree falls that. down in the yard and nobody's there to hear it. It doesn't fall. Doesn't exist. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Hey, we got to take a pause because on our return, we'll come back and chat with pro staffer, actually clam pro, Jason Durham. Find out if there is ice, if there's going to be ice. What's he going to do if there's no ice this year? Uh, he'll just have to. Keep... I think there's going to be ice, Captain. Okay. Bob St. Pierre says. I am, predicting, I am predicting an ice fishing season shortly. There you go. There you go. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it at that and take a pause and come back with Jason Durham in Yet to Come on Fan Outdoors. We'll talk with. A good friend of mine and a, a veterinarian of all my animals, Dr. Dennis Gallenberg, about cold weather, dogs, and all things uh, all things animal. So hold on, and then Tackle will be along, and we'll give you an update on, well, we'll just give you an update on something that's going on, too, a little bit later in the program. So we'll take a pause. Be back with Jason next. This is Fan Out. Dio is on FM 100.3 KFAN, The Fan. signal out for Jason Durham. He's ice fishing. It could be. <laughs> you know, the last time he forgot to call us, it was uh, during one of the shows or prior to one of the shows, and he received merciless <laughs> kidding. Merciless. Because I had, I had uh, texted him yesterday and asked him if he would be okay coming on the show. He says, I can get the text. He said, you bet. Uh, I said, okay, great. So we'll just uh, kind of leave it at that. But let's make the assumption that Jason is with us. Jason, do you have uh, do you have ice yet? Well, not yet. <laughs> was that Jason's voice? Yeah, that was oh, Jason's okay. voice. All right. Not yet, but we're about to have it, I'm sure. <laughs> That's the best I could do of Jason Durham. <laughs> but we are, no, 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 let me ask Jason some questions. 
<laughs> no, that's okay. No, I like I like this. Uh, no. <laughs> um, next week is the uh, no. The I want to. I want to ask. Uh, some, no. you know. We're just fine. <laughs> Bud Grant's here. We've, we've got. Hey, let me ask Bud Grant some questions. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. Um. <laughs> That was no, the greatest impersonation of I, all time. <laughs> I would be, uh, I would be castized. Uh, You'd be what? You, you are having one heck of a morning. Oh, well, you know, I have this other thing in my mind too because uh, Chevy is going in to help be helped out and. Uh, Changed his physique, so that's where I get that too a little bit. Um, but we are going to get ice, and uh, the ice show is. You're just changing conversations, real. Oh, just no, there's from no sense pursuing that because it's got nowhere to go. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I, I've had. A, I'm had not going to interrupt you anymore. I just want to see where this conversation goes. I had, a, I, had a, I had to do a live spot one time years ago, and it went nowhere. <laughs> And finally, I said, well, this is a spot that's going to go nowhere forever. So we just ended it, and it was good. Um, but the the, uh, the ice show, the clam-sponsored ice show is taking place next Saturday, or next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I believe. And it's down at the uh, Minneapolis. Um, it's at the convention center. No. The St. Paul ice show? Yeah. Is that the one yeah. you're thinking of? Yeah. It's at, um, I can't think of the name. The River Center? Yes. It's at River Center, and it's if you, if you're a fan of ice fishing whatsoever, I mean that's the show to go to. It's huge. It's got all kinds of great stuff in it, and everybody in there. It's kind of like any of the sports shows. They're like minded. Uh, everybody down there will be thinking about ice, and so and that's a, a good thing too. Twenty fourth annual St. Paul Ice Fishing and Winter Sports Show, starting Friday um, at eleven a.m. Yeah. And it's 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 good. In fact, it's it's so popular that it's difficult to get around at times. You hmm. just have to kind of wade through a sea of humanity. I went to um, uh, Gander Mountains. How was we that? Ta- the first Ice Expo last Saturday. It was packed. Was it? Yeah. Good and deal. I went uh, um, during the afternoon when Kyle Rudolph and Everson Griffiths were there and there was a line almost out the door to see those guys. Yeah. It was um it was a really cool event. Very very fun event. Lots of people lots of people excited about ice fishing. Yeah. And I, you know that's one of the things I think is kind <clears throat> of a byproduct of this balmy fall because people are anxious to go. They're really looking forward to it and and ice fishing unlike open water fishing, ice fishing doesn't take a and I've said this for a long time. It doesn't mm-hmm. take a huge financial investment. To get geared up and ready to go, you can, I mean, you can you can get just some warm clothes and a a rod and reel, and you don't even have to have an auger. You can jump onto somebody else's ice hole that's already open that they've abandoned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great fun. It's fabulous for kids. And right? where's your favorite spot to go? Oh, well, you know where that oh, is. Oh, well, I know. You might as well say well, it. I, I love going to Chisago. It, it, where exactly? Um, in front of the, <laughs> that's where I was taking you in uh, front of the A-frame house. And 
And you know, it gets a little tougher later in the season because there's a lot of uh, – there's got to be a million of fish or so, uh, maybe two million fish out there. <laughs> there's a lot of bluegills there's in Chisago. There's a Chisago. lot of bluegills. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it, it's just a fun place to go. And, and I think with clams new – and I, I won't have one, but I think they're new – that uh, the blacked out house that they're going to mm. have, they have offered. Mm-hmm. That's going to be fun to to sight fish out of. Have you got any of those? Um, what are the leech leech lake spoons that uh, we've talked to some folks about? Yeah, no, I don't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't done anything with ice fishing thus far. I'm still pretty much concentrating on birds and dogs. Um, but it's. You know, and the other thing, too, once you get out there, if you're going to begin thinking about ice, some of the new tackle, you need mm-hmm. to get it when you see it because it's... Yeah, they, it, they run out leaves. of... Yeah. And that's kind of the new strategy that a lot of retailers have, many, especially the big boxes. Right, to run out of it before it gets to the, carried over in inventory. Correct, correct. And it depends on the buyers. So when you get out there... And you find something you want to try or, or something. And, you know, was it one or two years ago, it was the bomb spoon. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble finding them. I did. But I had to look at three or four retail places to find them. And now they've got uh, they've got added colors to that. And, and Eric was the one that really turned me on to that. that it just, of course, I don't know, he, he can catch fish with a plain hook. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he's... In fact, I watched him out at Lake Osakis when this was two years ago. We were out there sitting on a bucket, and he's watching his his hummingbird electronics. He's watching the hummingbird, and he's concentrating so much, and he's catching these big crappies. And I'm not, and I can't be too far away. And he, he didn't even look up. He's just concentrating, and these guys were coming closer and closer to him, watching him, especially these old timers. Closer and closer and drilling holes, and he's still whacking them, and they aren't getting bit. Hmm. And uh, I walked over. He says, what are you doing? He says, well, they're just biting really light. And I do this and I do that. And I said, okay. I still can't catch them. And he's still getting them. But it was it was fun. So uh, he was, like I said, he was the one that turned me on to the bomb spoon and and it works really well, and it gets down in a hurry. Hmm. And I know some of the tungsten jigs are are uh, very effective. Clam's got a whole brand new line <clears> of <throat> stuff, and it's great. Do you have a um, Lake of the Woods trip scheduled yet? I this do year? not. I do not. Just checking. I'm. I, I, <laughs> Just want to know when you're going to be up there catching all those walleye, and I'll be here talking to you it's from the studio. <laughs> Well, that's another trip. Then they'll be down. Borderview Lodge will be down at the ice show, and recommend that you go. I think it's John and his brother Tom were there last year. But go over and talk to those folks because that is a wonderful trip. I mean, that was one of the the best trips, Bob. I think I've Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Ever had as far as ice fishing. Best thanks. thanks. <laughs> Did you take a selfie up there too? Uh, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> I've got a lot. I've got hundreds of pictures from up there though. And I've got some videos also. <laughs> Um, and that was the one that out in the house, uh, you wouldn't even need to take ice armor or any warm clothes. They take you out in a heated, a heated trailer and you get into a heated, heated ice shack. That's got bait there for you and everything. It's got lunch for you. Oh yeah. I've heard all about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. You weren't there. Yeah. Too bad. You were probably busy again. Uh, so, it could have been, <laughs> um, but it's that's a neat trip, so I would in, I would recommend you go over and talk to talk to the folks down there. But check out Clams New Houses because they're uh, they do a fabulous job, and I, I really I really recommend uh, a lot of their product. They've got a new well, it's not new now, but they've got some new plastics there, and the the plastics uh, are awesome. And even in cold water, they're all hand poured and. And you put them on in place of or, or along with live bait, and they work phenomenally. And uh, they they're pretty cool. On on um, on Osakis, when we were there, the only thing that Eric could get bit on, and he was taking them from me, was uh, pink plastics. Hmm. And they had to be pink. If they were any other color, for some reason, they wouldn't bite. And so he used just about everything I had. And then he said, "Dad, have you got any more?" And so I had to go scrounge in the truck, and I did find a couple more packages of them, and I kept one for myself. <laughs> I gave him one, but I kept one for me. That's kind of the dad I am. Um, oh, here's what I was looking for. It's the, the leech flutter spoon. Yes. That's the one all the guys keep talking they about. They do. <clears throat> they do. And, you know, those guys are real closed-mouthed when it comes to testing this Yeah, because they tested it all last year. Yeah, uh, we and never now heard they, a word about it. Yeah, now it's available, yeah. and they, that's the one they keep talking about. Um, and the tungsten the tungsten jigs, too. And oh. a lot of people have got tungsten. <laughs> I'm looking at um, Clam's website, and the leech, uh, leech flutter spoon, the one they keep talking about, is already sold out on their website. Really? So <laughs> get to Gander, get to Cabela's. Get to Joe's, Thorn Brothers, get it before it's gone. Yep. Uh, it's probably going to work really, really well. Fleet Farm. Yeah, out of stock already. Huh. Huh. Interesting. The Leech Flutter Spoon, the hottest the hottest lure of ice fishing season, and it isn't even ice yet. <laughs> Actually, i got to write that down because I'm going to go looking for them. Yeah. They're, I mean, uh, right on the Clam website, every color is out of stock already. Interesting. Huh. Well, the the demand. I mean, that's a that's a great way to create demand when you can't get it. Yeah. And you create that. I remember Rappel did that with the um, shad wrap when it initially came out. They were renting them, and uh, you could rent it, but you had to bring it back after a period of time. And if you lost it, it cost you a bunch of money. Hmm. Um, they just couldn't make them, but they created a one heck of a demand and. I, I don't. I didn't fish walleyes, and I still don't very much. But 
I bought them when they were available. <laughs> I believe you. You have pretty much four of everything. I Yes, I do. Just in case you lose it. That's right. And in case somebody's catching them on it and I'm not, and I don't have one. Um, so anyway. Hey, we will, uh, why don't we take a pause and we will be back. We'll talk a little bit about something that's going on in Minnesota that I, uh, I've, I've talked with some of the powers that be at the DNR about, and that is chronic wasting disease. And I know that we had a question of, from a listener asking how come uh, if Wisconsin was starting an elk herd, why Minnesota couldn't. And that might play into some of it, but hmm. I think it needs more legislative approval than, than anything. But they have discovered CWD down in southeastern Minnesota. We'll tell you a little bit about where what you can do, and what's going to be done, and the purpose for doing it. Next, on Fan Outdoors. This is Fan Outdoors. Back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Studios on FM 100.3 KFAN, The Fan. minutes after the hour of six o'clock on a fan outdoors Saturday morning. You know, one of the things we could talk about yet today, too, is I'm sure Bob has got some ideas that uh, because he's kind of a foodie. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yes. 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 Things you could do with leftover turkey. Mm. We can talk about that before we finish tonight and the other thing, uh, watching the wild game the other night, I noticed a bunch <laughs> of orange hats. You, you, in the you saw the orange, did you? I certainly. What did. a game! They're playing some pretty good hockey yeah. right now, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Wednesday night was the Gander Mountain Federal Premium Ammunition and Pheasants Forever Blaze Orange Hat Night. At the Wild against Winnipeg, and a spectacular game. Every fan in attendance got a blaze orange new hunting hat. And I'll see them around now all over. I, I know. They, they were really, really cool ones this year. Um, kind of the primary Wild logo on the front. And the so I think it was the fifth year we've done this with Gander Mountain and, um, and Federal. But the first time ever that the, the team wore blaze orange pregame jerseys. And um, that was cool. And those jerseys um, have been autographed and are going to be auctioned off online. The Wilds website, NHL.com, beginning on Monday. And at the direction of Gander Mountain, all the proceeds from the auction of those jerseys um, will be... Um, dedicated to Pheasants Forever. Excellent. So thank you, Gander Mountain, and thank you, Federal, and thank you, Minnesota Wild. And um, if you're a Wild fan, um, I will tweet out the website on Monday. Well, for those of you who are not uh, following you on Twitter. You'll be able to find it on Facebook or on the Wilds um, site. It'll be everywhere on Monday. You put it on PF, too? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it'll be everywhere on Monday. Um, it it's basically go to the Wilds community 
page and look for online auctions in uh, the jerseys will be there beginning monday excellent excellent what a great deal yeah Fabulous. and they're they're they I, you know just one person's opinion but i think the wild should change to orange jerseys I'm all the time they, that too. I, the one they look better on. than the red ones they were awesome yeah they were really really cool jerseys yeah very very cool all right now with the uh i had talked about before we went to break the um the discovery of CWD down south southeast of Minnesota. And as most of you already know, Wisconsin has CWD, and it had a chance to get a foothold, and now it's just out of control. They'll never get rid of it. It'll be there for, uh, well, forever. And Iowa has found CWD down in their northernmost northe- northeastern borders. Of Wisconsin. Of uh, Iowa. Yeah, the yeah. border of Wisconsin. And so they've got CWD down there. They're working diligently to uh, try to stop it and at least catch it. Well, they found in in checking for CWD down there, and they hadn't done so for a few years, but they've they've checked almost 3,000 samples, I think about 2,500 actually, of Minnesota samples of hunter hunter shot deer. And they bring them in because they have to physically bring in the animal down there to have it registered. And and then DNR, either volunteers or employees, would take lymph nodes out and, and send them off to a, uh, a processing lab where they'd check them for CWD. And one of the things, they got a, a preliminary a preliminary that said that this one may be sub- CWD because as they begin the initial test, it glows. And this one was glowing bright, so they got the uh, they got the notification that they had one, and they had to finalize it. So they did finalize it. It was CWD as they suspected, and they found one more within a mile of the first one. It's down by Lonsdale. So what will happen is, and they have a, a protocol all set up that they uh, eventually they just immediately move into. And talking with uh, Dr. Lou Cornicelli, uh, who had a, a conference, and I was in on that. Uh, I just listened to it uh, at conference call. call. Yeah. And uh, listened to it. Well, what will happen is after the first of the year, assuming they find no more positives, they will identify and put out a CWD zone. If they find more positives, that zone will be enlarged. If they don't find any positives, it will be right around the Lonsdale area. And there's a good, there's, they're not suspicioning. They don't know where it came from, but it's about seven miles from both Wisconsin and Iowa border. Hmm. So it's a ways in. Mm-hmm. And that they're going to do with the protocol is they're going to issue landowner tags that allow them to shoot as many deer on their particular property or have hunters that have permission to shoot from the landowner as they want with the understanding that each of the deer that are taken need to be checked. And that's likely going to start happening January 1? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And they will, they're hopefully going to uh, knock down the population in such a way that Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's not going to be prevalent and be spreading rapidly as it has in Wisconsin. Uh, and, and that's the hope. Now, the people, they're not going to be allowed to feed deer. And people that insist on feeding deer or even baiting deer, which is illegal in Minnesota, are really doing everybody a disservice because the, what happens is these animals come together in a larger group and food artificially brings them together. And whether they need food or not, they, they are not going to make a difference, but they bring them together CWD-infected animals drop prions, and they're just a protein that I've never seen. I don't know if anybody has, and they don't know how long they last in the soil. As the deer comes up and they touch noses they want to do, uh, they will pass it on from one animal to the next. And those animals don't turn clinical, which all that means is they don't show signs of CWD for one to three years. Hmm. So they can be infected and passing this on for a large, long period of time. But the thing with CWD is it's 100% of the time fatal. Now, I don't know if this is a reason or not. It could have more to do with weather than anything. But if you notice Wisconsin's harvest initial, the first weekend of the season was down, I think, about 7,000 animals. Now, it may have a lot to do with the weather, too. I don't know. But it's certainly not going to help when you've got CWD into the population. Does it hurt people? That's a big question. Can I eat it? Well, there's a good chance it's probably not a real good idea. It hasn't jumped over to humans yet. But if it does, we've got a case of the similar thing as mad cow that was in Europe. <laughs> and that if it's fatal in animals, there's a pretty good chance it'll be fatal in in people if it does jump across. So the, you might not know the answer to this, but uh, maybe you have, and Eric have talked about it. Has CWD always been around, or where did it, uh, any idea where it originated or how it came to be? I don't know, but uh, I we can ask uh, Dr. Dennis Gallenberg of Barrington Oaks mm-hmm. Veterinary Hospital that maybe he has an idea. Um, I, I know it, I don't think, I don't know if it began, but it's been uh, pretty it's been more common out west hmm. and uh, elk, and it will infect, infect elk. So, you know, that's a big deal. Hey, we need to take a pause because uh, we can ask our next guest if he knows where it came from. Um, but he is on the cusp of the muzzleloading season opening day, and that would be uh, a man who hunts a lot, too. <laughs> He's a bird hunter. Uh, a deer hunter. He's a friend of mine, but he has also for a long, long time taken care of pretty much every hunting dog I have ever owned. And uh, he's been some, he's helped us through some difficult times and some real wonderful times. Uh, And that would be uh, Dr. Dennis Gallenberg. He is uh, the owner, he and his wife own Barrington Oaks Veterinary Hospital out in Elk River on 169 on the north side of Elk River. 
so you can uh, you can't miss it when you're driving by. If you go by McDonald's, you're right next door to Barrington Oaks. So I, I recommend you stopping there. And we'll ask him that about CWD too. Um, it's not a good thing, and hopefully we can nip that in the bud. But we'll be back with Doctor Dennis next on Fan Outdoors. Preparing you for a weekend in the outdoors. You're listening to Fan Outdoors. Tonight at 7, the Minnesota Wild take on the St. Louis Blues on Minnesota Station for Hockey. FM 100.3, AFXM Minneapolis-St. Paul, the Fan. back. Fan Outdoors coming your way until the 8 o'clock hour. Our, our next guest is with us and I don't know if it was the opening day of a deer season, if I would take time to call me. <laughs> In fact, I know I wouldn't. So I, I do appreciate Dr. Dennis Gallenberg uh, giving us a few minutes of his time to uh, to chat. Um, either that or he's, it knows exactly where he's going to go and he's got them all tied up and staked out. Let's find out. Is that the case? Dennis, good morning, Billy. Good morning sir. How are you? Good. Good. And yourself? Not bad. Not bad. Good. I, uh, I don't know if I would call if, if our places were reversed. I don't know if I'd call just the, the, before I'm going to go out and go deer hunting, buddy. I felt sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. It worked then, huh? (laughs) Right. right, Yeah. Um, Hey, have you, and it just kind of came to mind, do you have any idea, and I don't know why you would, uh, where the origination of CWD came from? Oh, I don't know if if they exactly know, but it's probably been around a long time as most of these other diseases, but I think within the last, 15, 20 years, it's probably been identified uh-huh. as that. So it's probably been there a long time, but it's just a matter of, okay, we see people have found these diseased elk, and when they start looking, okay, now we can now we can identify that it's this particular organism or this group of organisms that's causing the disease. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it, that they found with uh, Labradors and the, was it EIC? Well, it's on that same order, yeah. That that it's 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 there. It's just a matter of being able to identify it. And the chronic wasting is kind of falls into the same group of of neurologic diseases, meaning it affects the brain as the mad cow disease that we see in cattle. Also, there's a disease in sheep called scrapies, which is a neurologic disease. And the problem with all of these is that it typically affects older animals hmm. so you don't typically see it in young you know what we would describe as young healthy animals and that's the problem so it's probably been there a long time but it affects the older animals uh dr gallenberg uh, i know they haven't been able to prove any um transfer from animal to human through eating of venison from a uh doctor's perspective what's the likelihood of that um, being possible it's 
probably small, but I, I if if the if the meat is processed correctly and cooked, I mean it would be the the chance would be much more likely if you're eating raw meat, in particular, what they described as the neurologic tissue, the, the mm. tissue from the spinal cord or the lymph nodes, particularly that type of stuff. But if it's been cooked properly, in theory, that should inactivate that organism. Right. That's that's kind that's kind of the thought behind a, a lot of disease stuff too, isn't it, Dennis? Well, pretty much. I mean, with all with all of those things, if your meat is cooked properly, the chance of transmission is relatively small. Okay, back to uh, my original thought with asking you if you'd take time to join us. Um, now, later in the season, we've had a pretty balmy fall so far, but a lot of hunters are going to be go, go, still going bird hunting and, and duck hunting for goose hunting for a period of time. Are there things that that a hunter can do that they need to be aware of for their animals when they get out in some extreme situations? Well, we always worry about the, the cold in, in particular. I mean, hypothermia, even in the dogs, it can occur. Um, especially even goose hunters with the extremely cold water, so they make some really nice neoprene vests to help keep that dog warm. The dog will generate a, quite a bit of heat, but, but a lot of times you just have to give them a little bit of help. And kind of same with the upland dogs, the short hair upland dogs, et cetera. The other thing in particular is, is anybody that's in the, in the brushy areas hunting grouse or doing any of that stuff is the ticks are still out. And they, and they will be out if they're talking 40, 50 degrees here for the next few days. Hmm. The ticks, I mean, the ticks are out and active. And I've had, well, I still have this week had hunters come in and tell me that they've, they've gotten ticks on the dog and gotten ticks on themselves. So be aware and use your flea and tick products and, um, and just be aware because anything that the dog can pick up, people will pick up too. Uh, and I've got to correct a statement I made before we actually uh, began talking with you, Dennis, that the uh, CWD is near Lanesboro, not Lonsdale, correct. if I said that. Yep. Um, yep. It's Lanesboro in southeast Minnesota, uh, not Lonsdale. Um, with the, uh, with the, the tick and the prevention of tick, are you in, do you told me about, and I've been using the, um, a pill for ticks that lasts for three months. Tell us a little about that. Well, it's, it's been available now probably two years and it's a, and there's actually some once a month pills out there too. There's, there's three or four different varieties of this and it's, it falls into a completely different category of drugs or I want to say drugs, but insecticide type products that when given orally, will actually go through the body, and as the tick contacts the body fluids trying to bite, it actually kills the ticks. And um, the product that lasts three months is called Brevecto. And truly, the studies show that it's as effective on day one as it is on day 89. So it does a really, really wonderful job. The thing to remember with any of the flea and tick products is what are what are you looking for? Do you want a repellent, something that will keep the tick? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. 
No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ticks off, and also, or do you want something that will kill the ticks fast? And I'm of the assumption that you probably, the, the ideal product would be to do both. You repel and to kill and come in a, in a form that people really like to use. And that product isn't quite out there yet, but the Brevecto really has a very fast kill time, lasts a long time, is easy to use. And so far with all the doses that I've sold, I've not had one adverse reaction with it or one dog come back that tell me it did not work so it looks like it's going to be a great product what what is the difference between some of the uh the ones that you get say at fleet farm as or i think they're more topical and like the brevectal well those typically have what's called fipronil in them and it's it's really the frontline based products that's the brand name that's been out there for a number of years and from that it, the the patent went off of that, and so then all these other companies start developing their own fipronil-based products. And the fipronil was a great, great, great product when it came out. And it has a good—it kills ticks okay, but the speed of kill is what we run into. And on in this area, particularly from here kind of north, it's okay for the Lyme disease that the ticks carry because it'll probably kill that tick 12, 24 hours, which is fine. But we see so much of a disease called anaplasma, and that can be transmitted in a relatively short period of time. So we really need something that kills that tick fast, within hours. And that we were just running into so much trouble that, that the, 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 those base products just weren't killing those ticks fast enough and we were getting dogs that yeah they were limes negative but we were developing anaplasma well that that was that was the issue and so that's where these other products really started to become developed and it's all about the speed of kill on those ticks what what about the anaplasmosis do, do, do they develop clinical signs that people that do, pet or pet owners and and hunting dog owners will be able to identify very similar to Lyme's and almost all these tick diseases. And up here we see mostly Lyme's and anaplasma. And where Lyme's classically is a is a lameness, a shifting leg lameness disease, all of these tick diseases can kind of look that way at the start. They, the dog doesn't feel well, they act sore, they act stiff. But when the dogs become really clinical for the anaplasma, that bug actually affects the platelets in the blood. And those dogs will act, the platelets quit functioning, and so the dogs will actually start to bleed. And they'll bleed not like they get runny noses or anything like that, but they'll actually bleed into the tissue where they'll get bruising, et cetera, et cetera. And we've actually seen a number of those dogs. So we know it's here, and we know it can cause clinical disease, and so that's why we get so excited about it. Well, I know that Eric's dog also developed it. Uh, a few years ago, and it was treated with an antibiotic, wasn't it? Yes, we use doxycycline, and oh. that's really the drug of choice for almost all these tick diseases. Same same drug that they'll use in people. 
for for most of these tick diseases. Is there a um, immunization shot for anaplasmosis like there is for Lyme's? No, there is not. Um, there really is very little research being done on the dog side for anaplasma. And I mean, there again, unfortunately, it's all about dollars and cents. In the, and right now, the demand really isn't there. It may come at some point, but right now there is no, there's, there's no vaccine available for the anaplasma. But there, there is some good news on the horizon. If I can sidetrack here a little bit as far as the Lyme vaccines go, there's a company called Zoetis, which used to be Pfizer, which actually has a new vaccine out and developed by, it was actually developed by a human researcher looking for a vaccine for people, for Lyme. And he's developed a new dog vaccine, which, as he's done his research, has found that there's probably seven different, quote, strains of Lyme's in the United States. And he's gone around and collected ticks from all over the country, uh, this particular deer tick. And he's taken the infective part of each one of those strains and to put it into a vaccine. And basically, he's got all the good stuff to help prevent the disease and got rid of all the bad stuff that causes all the bad reactions after you give the vaccine. Hmm. And just this last week now, one of our sales reps told us that there's actually human human trials being done on the human side with a Lyme vaccine, and they believe that at some point in the future here, they're they're going to have a Lyme vaccine that 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 with good efficacy and is really safe to use. So that's well, that's really encouraging. That's pretty exciting too. And yep, yep. Our, our guest is Dr. Dennis Gallenberg, who he and his wife, Dr. Kim, own Barrington Oaks Veterinary Hospital in uh, right off 169 on the north side of Elk River. You can't miss it. Uh, I highly recommend that if you're looking, if you need a vet, a personal vet for your animals, that uh, you uh, give some consideration to Dennis and, and Kim. Um, Dennis, if moving over a little bit to uh, the elder part of four-legged four, four, uh, canines, and I have been there, as you know, uh, Bob is embarking on that with his uh, oldest dog. What are things? What are a couple or a few things that people should know about uh, owning a, a, a the a senior hunting animal that uh, you still like to hunt and still has a desire to hunt? The big thing most of the time with these older dogs is arthritis. I guess if I had to say the number one thing that we probably have the complaint about is arthritis in dogs. And a lot of times the most common area is probably the back, the hip, and they just, they act stiff, they act sore, you know, the day after. Some of the dogs can't even get up and move after they've hunted for a day. So those are the dogs that I really recommend that. People start on some, uh, uh, there's some really good dog anti-inflammatories out there now, multiple different varieties, um, lots of generics, so the cost isn't really bad. And you start them a couple days before you go hunting and then take them for a few days afterwards. And a lot of times that will prevent a lot of the stiffness that is associated with hunting. And the other thing, too, is, is just good yearly care and i can't emphasize enough that if people would just these older dogs take them in and get a senior geriatric profile done on them where you get a, a blood chemistry a cbc looking at the red count white count do their 
heartworm Lyme's test, get urine on the dogs, make sure that they don't have bladder infections, because we probably see on all these old dogs that we run tests on, we probably see 60% of them probably have low-grade bladder infections that people never knew about. <laughs> and just once a year, get them tuned up, because if you find something, that's the time to treat it, rather than waiting till the dog is actually sick. So... So my uh, my nine year old short hair has been on um, uh, I believe it's a glucosamine conjointin uh, Dazequin I think sure. the, uh, sure. for maybe about a year. Is there a time frame that you'd recommend starting senior dogs on glucosamine that you can? Is there any way to? extend their youthfulness or that's just not the case you just start using it when they develop soreness well i've actually got i've got a a three-year-old gordon at home and i just part of what i do is i've got her on a glucosamine product also just because she's active she's running it's not going to hurt them it's really only going to help them and all these glucosamine products they're designed to they can be taken orally and that product actually goes to the joints and tries to stimulate joint health, meaning that it tries to stimulate better surfaces on, on, the, on the bones that are contacting each other. So it's whether it's the knees, the hips, the back, all of those things. Some dogs it works great in, some dogs not so much, but it's something that you can add, and it's not, it's not a drug. It's a, a nutraceutical, hmm. so to speak. So it's not a drug. It's not causing any harm. The dosage, there's a wide variation in dosages, and I really recommend that. Really, if you have a really active dog, you can start them young and just keep them on it. And I think as a preventative more mm-hmm. than anything else. So, uh, you know, with, with human athletes, they, you know, we, we take all sorts of different things to um for bounce back, you know, for muscle recovery and, and quicker recovery for the next day or for the next workout. Are there things you can do, for lack of a better word, like Gatorade um, types of things for dogs that will help them bounce back, you know, for a multi-day hunt or just feeling better um, over the course of a season? All of any of those Yes, that would probably all help. Part of it is is the, the electrolytes, and most of the time it's got to be in a form that the dog's going to consume, and that's 90% of the problem most of the time. So it's not something that, well, I've got, I know there's a product out there that's called Rehydrate. Mm-hmm. You know, great product. Part of it is is you don't want to wait until you're actually out in the field and have to use it because most of those impart some flavor to the water or whatever. So you want to make sure you're using that product well in advance so that the animal or dog is used to consuming it, not so that you get there and, oh, now you've put something in my water, and now I'm not going to drink anything. So, yes, those products are there, and, yes, they probably would all help. Is there one better than another? Well, at this point in time, commercially, there really isn't a whole bunch on the market as such, for that high-performance athlete like that. Hmm. Dennis, last question, and we'll let you get on to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the task at hand, which is waylaying a whitetail, um, the my oldest Brit, and you had diagnosed or looked at it, she came up with a red inside of her ear flap and like an infection on the outside, but it didn't move into the inside. Uh, now I notice that one of the puppies has got a similar thing. Is that just an infection? Is it a reaction to something or no way of knowing? Well, a true ear infection will probably affect the whole canal. Okay, meaning that it goes all the way down into the ear canal. On some of these dogs, when they have some type of irritant, and it could be almost anything, we can see just the the ear flap or the pin of that, we call it, become inflamed. And that, I mean, that could be a reaction to just about anything. I mean, allergies, but on a young dog, probably highly unlikely. It, it, it could be almost anything. Okay. All right. So what's uh, where are you heading? You've got a stand you're going to go to this morning, or are you going to still hunt? Uh, how are you going to uh, att- approach the task? Well, I'm I'm sitting in my car right now, and nothing is working. But if I sat at the car, I'd probably do just as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I'm hoping to shoot one on the way in, and then I can go, go back home and get breakfast. It was 24 when I left home, and everything is froze here, and it's crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. So I think I'm just going to sit and see if they'll come to me. Attaboy. The chance I'm going to get one is zero to none. You never know. You never know. I I, I love the optimism, my friend. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hey, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, guys. Bye-bye now. That's uh, Dr. Dennis Gallenberg. Uh, Bet- better veterinarian than he is a deer hunter, apparently. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we will uh, we'll take a pause and be back. We'll be back with... Uh, Are you eating, reading emails? Uh, well, I don't know. I guess maybe we have changed hats here now, but I'm not sure. Um, as far as topics that we're are we going at. into fantasy football? Time? No, we might go into um, we might go into car repair. <laughs> I, I take Cl- it in, click and clack. Huh? Yeah, I do. I take it in for help. <laughs> Does this fix it, please? Anyway, we'll take a pause. Be back with Tackle Terry next on Fan Outdoors. You're listening to Fan Outdoors. FM 100.3 The Fan is your radio home for Golden Gopher football. Leitner under center. Rodney Smith the back in the backfield. Spot of the ball at the center of the field. Play action. Leitner to throw. Lobs toward the end zone. Touchdown! Today at 2.30, the Minnesota Golden Gophers take on the Wisconsin Badgers on the radio home of Golden Gopher football. FM 100.3, KFAN. Welcome back to Fan Outdoors. Time again for fishing tips with Tackle Terry Tuma, presented by Clam Outdoors.
minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock. Fan Outdoors coming. Tackle Terry Tuma joins us right now. Tackle, you haven't found ice yet, have you? Good morning, guys, and good morning, everyone. No, uh, the ice I found is gone. Yeah, that's. I saw geese sitting on a pond that was iced over, and it's wide open again. Yeah, and uh, I extend the forecast with the rain and so forth. It doesn't look too promising right now, Bill. Uh-oh. Well, I, I, you know, and I said this earlier in the broadcast, Terry, that uh, we can be thankful we didn't get a whole pile of snow on top of iffy ice. Oh, exactly right. That's always a major, major issue if that does happen. So, you know, in reality, Bill, we're better off, uh, I think, this way, uh, you know, wait till it gets cold and then uh, freeze over and then get the snow. But that's that's maybe sometimes sort of wishful thinking. Have you had your boat out? Not really. No, I put it away, Bob. You did? Okay. And I, I'm already kicking myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have seen quite a few boats on lakes uh, in the metro area. Any idea what's biting? I, I think just about, you know, right now I I heard some uh, real, and we've been fishing, but not from a boat, uh, from an area that I know from shore and crappies have been going. Hmm. And so I and I talked to an angler that was out last week, and they were fishing for crappies. So I would have to, you know, guess the crappies and the bluegills and the walleyes would be going right now. We did pick up some bass, however, though. So I'm, I'm looking at the um, St. Paul Ice Fishing and Sports Show schedule, and batting leadoff at noon on Friday is our very own Tackle Terry Tuma Ice Formulas for Panfish. Give us a little taste of what that's going to be like, Tackle. Uh, first of all, uh, did you say it was uh, 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock? Uh, I think it's 12 o'clock, high noon. Oh, really? They must have the schedule changed. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> okay. say you're relying on us to be your secretary uh, help. Well, well, I'll have to follow up on that uh, with the ice show on uh, on Monday uh, just to make sure we don't get our wires crossed. But, yes, uh, I'm going to talk a lot about and thank you so much, uh, but we'll be there on Saturday also uh, talking about walleye. But I'm going to talk uh, quite a little bit, but we've got some questions, some comments about rods, you know, uh, the uh Sensitivity, the length is really popping up a lot. Uh, also about taste, another big factor we I haven't talked about. I haven't talked a ton about rod sensitivity, and also the length. And that is, like I said, that is a, a becoming sort of a common question. And then a little bit about cameras, and I call it real time fishing, and which is also something I haven't talked about in the past. And then uh, the taste test. The, the cameras have really uh, come a long way, Terry, haven't they? They really have, uh, and they're becoming more and more popular. You know, in the past, we always thought, well, they're sort of an entertainment tool, and I know we've talked about this also, is that it's a great way to see how fish are biting, but uh, instead of using uh, a, a you know, flasher or a, a Bexar or Hummingbird uh, or whatever, you know, you know we're using is that uh, now just fishing with strictly a camera. And it's in the sense of what we could call it sight fishing, but I'm calling it real-time fishing because you can see exactly how that fish is reacting to the bait that you're using. Well, I don't know. When Bob and I first started fishing together, I Bob used the camera I had at the time until I burned the cable up and burnt busted it. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that part <laughs> of the story. And it quit working. Anyway... <laughs> Um, 
entertained him tremendously. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was nothing but setting the hook, Terry. It, and the reason I bring that up is that it's it's different sometimes than using electronics. It's a whole different kind of experience. It really is. And what's happened now is like with electronics, you know, you can you're sort of waiting for that feel or that movement of a spring bobber or bobber or, or the rod tip or whatever. And, the, and a feel, of course. But then with a uh, with a camera, you're actually watching how that fish bites. It's almost like fishing maybe at top water. Uh, we have a tendency. Uh, we, we think that the fish has inhaled that bait or and it hasn't inhaled it totally and then we set the hook and then we miss the fish and and bob had said that there are some uh, some tackle pieces from clam that are sold out of the the online store at clam but the ice show might be a great place to get it because vendors will be down there they'll probably have some of these Oh, definitely. You know, one is that uh, leech flutter spoon. Uh, that is just hot, hot. And, uh, you know, that will be one of the items. And, yes, uh, you know, some of the products that some of the uh, retailers have sort of geared up for that with the inventory for the ice show. So that's going to be a, a prime opportunity uh, to take a look at uh, that and also some of the new clothing that they have introduced. All right. So the leech flutter spoon is exactly the one that everybody keeps talking about. That I looked you at, want, right? I looked it up online. And every single color on the Clam Outdoors website is sold out. And I know you got to use this lure last year. What makes it effective, Cat Tackle? Well, it, it really, uh, uh, one thing is that the way, uh, the drop speed. Uh, it's a much slower drop, and it actually flutters and sort of glides down. Uh, it's an excellent trigger for reluctant fish, uh, you know, for walleye fishing or, or jumbo perch, but also, too, and I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Bob, but we have a tendency when we're talking about fishing for bluegill, sunfish we have this concept we have to go with number 12 number 14 lures and we've had some unbelievable success with much larger lures uh, even for smaller fish and a tough bite so we need to sort of expand our concentration and our thinking into some categories of going a little bit bigger but the clutter spoon is you know it's not uncommon or it's not it's new but in a sense of the word, we've seen some lures in the past that have come out similar to that. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be, uh, I'm very, very excited about using that. It was when we were at Gander last week for the first Dice Expo. That was another question um, area. Why is it so productive? What should we do? What size should we get? Uh, what colors and so forth? Well, what were the answers? Well, uh, size-wise, uh, what I did uh, with t- showing some of the uh, attendees was working some of the, you know, the colors. Uh, you know, generally speaking, what we have to do is try to match, uh, one is the food sources, but also, two, you know, depending on the clearness of the water, uh, the cloud cover, the ice conditions, you know, is it a lot of snow, that type of thing, and then try to get, you know, colors that are going to correspond with that. And with size two is uh, the, the mid-size one and also the large. But here again, we've got to do some experimentation with that. It's not, here again, too, we always think maybe smaller or bigger is going to With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be the most productive. The best answer to that is experiment. Okay, so what you're telling me is you got to buy one or two or three of everything, right? <laughs> well, you should. <laughs> but, but, you know, really, in all honesty, just like bass fishing or whatever, Bill, you know, there is no magic lure out there. We'll go out there with one lure day after day and catch fish. You know, we have to, you know, concentrate on what we're doing out there, using different colors, and we've talked about this many, many times. Color is a factor. The way we're using that lure, you know, how much jigging and so forth, what kind of drop speed, how fast do we want it to drop, what boundage you test on. These are all factors in us being productive on the ice. So the listeners can say, uh, as they come home with a big bag of tackle and their spouses say, what are you doing? They can reply and say, Tackle Terry said it was okay. This is what I need to do, right? That's right. <laughs> but, you know, but Bill, uh, really, you know, if we go out there with one, say, just one flutter spoon, uh, this is definitely not you know, trying to sell product by no means, but just to go out there with one color, one size, and give it a try, Not and you're marketing fish, you're not having success in 10 minutes or so forth, does that mean that they're not biting on that specific lure that we're using or a specific bait? No. It means that we have to do some experimentation. If we're marketing fish, we should be able to catch them one way or another. Okay, so the question I have is, we still have open water yet, and there are people out in boats. Your boat is put away, but you're saying that some of the fish are biting can be caught from shore. Will Tackle Terry Tuma be standing on shore and fishing some anytime soon? Uh, if time permits, I've got seminars. In fact, I'm going out of town on Monday to Janesville and Louisville for seminars at the public libraries. And then uh, I've got two appointments and then back to the seminar trail. So if time in between uh, provides that opportunity, definitely, yes. boy. I'm, I'm Ken, Ken, and right now, in fact, I'm in the garage getting ready to put new line on all the ice fishing rod and reels. So what are you? What kind of line and how? what weight are you putting on? Well, generally speaking, for uh, crappies and bluegills, I'm going to use uh, from two to four pound tests, uh, different rods, different weights of line. And then for walleyes, generally speaking, six to eight pound tests, depending on the lures and getting, you know, what rods am I going to use to finesse these fish? What rods am I going to use for more active fish, like jigging shad wraps and so forth? So these are some of the factors that we have to adjust our lines accordingly. Generally speaking, I am going to go with mono. I will use some fluorocarbon and some uh, also some fire line, the micro ice, but here again, too, basically tilting more towards uh, uh, the ice fishing line in general. And you will be found and people can find you at the clam booth when you're not on stage? Yes, very much. So. I'll be very, very happy uh, to uh, answer any question. We are going to have some TV people coming in on Friday and also uh, some outstate radio people coming in but in between and whatever i'll be very happy to visit with the people and answer any questions that they may have excellent my friend well have a great week travel safe when you travel and we'll see you down at the ice show sounds great bill and everybody will looking forward to visiting with all of our listeners bill tackle terry tuma joins us every week on fan outdoors we'll take a pause and maybe we'll have a mystery guest i'm not going to promise anything yet (laughs) Because, um, no, I'm just not going to promise anything. And and uh, uh, I do know, and Bruce uh, alerted me to this, I knew this before I neglected to say it, we're talking CWD. The origination of CWD 
uh, at least down in southeastern Minnesota, came from an elk farm, a captive elk farm that had holes in the fence and animals were getting in and out of it. Well, they they got the disease, and I know that the first part of CWD coming into Minnesota took place uh, around the Sox Center area. Hmm. Because you turned to go to the cabin up on the hill, that fenced-off area mm-hmm. was years ago, and it's still fenced off, and nothing has been inside it since. So that was the first case. I believe How long so. ago was that? A long time. Yeah, 20 years? Yeah, I'm not sure. Huh. Uh, yeah, all the time runs together. Right now, so. um, <laughs> Maybe you could ask your alter ego. Yeah, I can. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oftentimes that is the case, because the only way you can test for CWD is if the animal is dead. Hmm. There's no live test, to my knowledge, that exists for chronic wasting disease. So a lot of these farms that come into play, these captive elk and deer farms, if they come from out west or come from someplace with that has CWD, they might be shipped in. Mm-hmm. And then you're bringing CWD into a, a landscape. And whether they get out of the fenced-in area or not, it can be an issue. So as a uh, friendly reminder related to this, if you uh, are hunting in Wisconsin, you cannot bring in a whole animal into the state of Minnesota. Correct. Or out west either. It's got to be quartered, right? Lou Lou Cornicelli uh, shot an elk out west, and they had to uh, debone it. Yeah, butcher it there. Right. So, And if you've got a trophy, you have to make arrangements in that particular location in that state. You can't bring a head across an intact head across the border back into the state because the chances are once you sever the the spinal cord, you're uh, uh, you're at a better chance for uh, passing on hmm. chronic wasting disease, and no matter where it comes from. So they have enacted a, a new uh, a rule in Minnesota that does not allow the importation of any whole servid animal, wild animal, into the state. You have to uh, have it processed before you bring it. That being said, we will take our last pause of the day and be back with one more segment of Fan Outdoors next. This is Fan Outdoors. At Heating and Cooling Studios, this is FM 100.3 KFAN, The Fan. minutes after the hour of 7 o'clock, marching toward the 8 o'clock hour when we'll give way to Tucker and Sinekin in the zone. I no longer have to do my imitations. <laughs> no, you really don't. No, I don't. No, there's no reason for you to ever do your imitations again, <laughs> although they're entertaining. Let's see. Let's see if it sounds anything like me because uh, <laughs> he, he is on the phone with us and he will join us now. He... Well, you should actually introduce him with your Jason Durham voice. I can't remember what I did. Let's <laughs> probably see if you can tell the difference. Uh, my friend, uh, have you just woken up? No, I was actually up. So this is, it's so ridiculous. We talked about this yesterday. You reminded me you have this interview. Well, 
Anyway, uh, since it's Small Business Saturday, a lot of our clam pros are out at small businesses and some chain retail stores uh, to help out and help promote products. And uh, I'm actually, I'm going to read sporting goods today. So I got up, I thought, oh, I set my alarm early so I could, you know, have some extra time. I was in the shower. <laughs> so my phone's sitting in the other room and I, I don't even realize that I get back and I hear I've missed three calls and I felt so bad, but I would really like to hear your impression. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't take offense to it. That's okay. I guess I've been uh, banned from doing any impressions from here on out, Jason. Uh, but, you, I mean, thank goodness that you, you had an opportunity to call back because the uh, the razzing and the teasing down at the uh, St. Paul Ice Show would be ongoing for... Oh. Forever, it'd be it'd be horrendous. <laughs> uh, say, have you got any ice up in your part of the world? You know, not really. There have been um, a few very very small ponds that have frozen over, and you know, people are itching to get out. But I got to be honest; these last couple of days, we've even lost quite a bit of snow. Yeah, you know, we got we got a ton of snow uh, last weekend, um, and. You know, it's probably only like a quarter of it is left. Well, I, I think, and I said earlier in the program, we can be thankful we didn't have ice, minimal ice yet, because with right. all that snow, it would be a disaster. Oh, it would be terrible. And uh, I would I would go as far to say as if we had a couple inches of ice at that point and we got all this heavy snow, that the ice season could be almost a bust. Yeah, hmm. No, I, I agree, Jason. When you get to reads, what uh, what is your plan? Are you going? What are you going to talk about? Anything people want to? Yeah, really. You know, we've got several staff members that will be in store. We were there yesterday for Black Friday. We've got several there today and tomorrow. And you know, people can come up. At, say, for instance, they're looking at purchasing a fish house and they want more information. Or, you know, on just warranty construction. You know, at CLAM, what we call the blue X factor, why are products better? And we're there to answer questions for you. But also not just to promote CLAM products, to promote the sport of fishing, too. You know, if you want to come up to us and say, you know, what's your absolute favorite bluegill jig in the summer? We're going to help you out. We're going to show you exactly where it's at in store and give you information. We, Jason, we have been talking about the leech flutter spoon and the fact that on the clam website, every color, every size are sold out. What what makes that what makes that special? And is it uh, should you be traveling with one eye always on the open for that particular piece of tackle? You know, just because it's not available on the website doesn't mean that it's not available in stores. Um, all of the retailers that I've been in have them. So, for instance, at Reed's, they have an entire end cap of them, and they were flying off the shelves like hotcakes yesterday. And it's it's just such a cool-looking spoon just to the, you know, consumer eye. But to the fish's eye, the way that it moves through the water is just absolutely you, – you, you can't turn it down. Huh. Do you have, do you uh, do you typically tip it with uh, a minnow head or uh, some live bait? You know, you can do it a couple different ways. Uh, obviously, if you're fishing for uh, walleyes, a minnow head is a really good way to go. You know, there's some other options like um, in our Mackie plastics. We have the XL minnow, which is 
you know, a smaller sized minnow that you can hook on there. Um, but in that smaller sized leech flutter spoon, I guarantee you I can catch crappies on it. Hmm. And, and when I fish crappies, I hardly ever use a minnow. Typically, I'm putting on just a couple wax worms or maggots or the Mackie plastics and, and shaking it. You know, we've talked about this many times, shaking mm-hmm. it high in the water column, and those crappies are just going to smash this spoon. Hmm. Mm. Any particular color you'd recommend? You know, there's a couple, and I, I can't exactly remember the name of what the color is, but it's got a purple side and a little bit of chartreuse, and it's gold. So okay. it's like it's a it's a plated gold uh, with a swath of purple and chartreuse. You, you know that's got all the spectrum covered though too, as far as typically what appeals to fish. Yeah, oh, exactly. You know, if you go through the color schemes that we offer, you know, because every lake is different. Yeah. You know, everybody's got their favorite color for you know Green Lake or Minnetonk or you know wherever. And so the colors that we offered, I think, suit the anglers really, really well. Although, you know, one thing that happens when you produce tackle or accessories or fish houses or anything, there's always somebody that comes up and says, you know, (laughs) you you know, you really should offer it like this. And, And there's not just one person that does that. There's you know, numerous people that do that. At, at Clam, we, you know, we try to listen to the consumer, but obviously we can't have 547 different color schemes, you know, for one size of spoon. So people just, they you sort of have to understand that anything can be done, but it costs more money to do it. And it's not always feasible in, in mass to offer to everybody. Yeah, you ever made your own lure? Yes. Numerous times. What's the most successful lure you've made? Oh, gosh. You know, what I would probably say is it wouldn't be a lure that I constructed from top to bottom because I have done that several times. But, well, I take it back. Okay. I'll make it easy. (laughs) A jig head made in a do-it mold and hand-painted. Yeah. I mean, that's so simple. How can't that work, right? But what I would suggest to people, if they have a certain color that they really, really like, but they want it, you know, in the, in the new Jason Mitchell blade spoon or in the leech flutter spoon or in, in any bait, just have them custom painted yourself. <laughs> you know, everybody knows somebody that has an airbrush. You can try it on your own or, you know, if you go on the Internet, I know there are people <laughs> that are custom painting lures right now. Uh, I, I know one that does a heck of a job on it, too, and... I I have the bait that is my favorite of all jigs, Jason, is a a do-it mold poured mushroom jig with my own hook in it. Right. And, you know, those, Hmm. and I I have more confidence in that than just about any other piece of tackle on open water. Sure. I I would totally agree with that. One thing that I've even done on some of my do-it molds is I've, I've ground out the, the, the hook <laughs> yeah the hook area so i can put whatever hook i want in there uh, same thing my friend i had to make it a little bit bigger to accommodate the hook that i wanted yep exactly <laughs> and sometimes it gets a little bit sloppier on the lead but with a little trimming perfect yeah i agree totally hey are you going to be down at the ice show yes i will be coming down to the saint paul ice show looking forward to that event again 
I think everybody is. I agree. That's a big deal, isn't it? I, I think it's going to be absolutely bananas because there's no ice for people to say, I'd rather be out on the ice fishing than at the St. Paul Ice Show. I totally agree. It is, uh, in fact, if people wait until later in the day, m- during the afternoon, it actually gets difficult to get around. So uh, I-, I just find a place and hole up. Yep, exactly. And the one thing I would suggest, though, if, if people are thinking about coming, don't let the number of people in attendance deter you. Because they're, you know, on the main floor, as soon as you come down the escalator, you know, there's a little bit of a bottleneck there. But in reality, once you start moving, there's a lot of space and a lot of things to see, especially if you get upstairs towards the seminar stage. Um, you can move around real freely yeah. up there and take your time and, and then hit the main floor when things cool down a little bit. You will be in the clam area? I will be in the clam area and at Reed Sporting Goods um, and in the seminar area at some point. I'm not sure exactly what time I speak, but at okay. some point during the weekend, I'll be talking. Well, we'll be broadcasting down there at some time on Saturday. Uh, we'll have to schedule some time if you promise not to forget. <laughs> no promise. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, enjoy your day, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I, I do appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Always, always, always. That's Jason Durham, a clam pro staffer, and uh, he's, a, he's a good guy, a good stick. And he, uh, he is on the agenda for Sunday at 11 a.m. at the St. Paul Ice Show. Okay. Uh, and Tackle is on twice. He's on Friday. And uh, again, uh, Saturday at noon, talking walleyes. Okay. So, and we got Dave Gens, Jason Mitchell. All our favorites are going to be. Talking Have you ever at seen Gens? His his presentation. I haven't. It's you? It's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's multimedia. I mean, and I haven't seen him for a few years, but he had video and stills, and uh, he just does a fabulous job on stage. Uh, and the information is. Mm. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. He's uh I haven't seen a lot of people speak, but I have seen Gabe. He was he was actually on prior to me going on stage doing a kids seminar one year. So we gotta get the captain on the circuit. Uh, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I might be you dismiss might, that rather quickly. I, I would probably have to lapse into some uh into uh impressions yes yes but that's all <laughs> that's all um uh, you are what plans for the day have you uh i don't have a lot of plans today but i am heading south to chase some roosters tomorrow you are okay. i am yeah well you have uh, somebody that i'm looking forward to I seeing do. in your vehicle i have uh georgie girl a, a pop from your litter that uh, came to visit me for Thanksgiving with my parents, and she's very anxious to see you again. I'm After, anxious uh, to see her, too. Let's see. We picked her up, uh, or my folks picked her up beginning of July, so you haven't seen her in, what's that, four months, yeah. five months? Well, the, the pups on December 2nd will be six months old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking with Debbie yesterday as as uh, Belle and Snap are looking out the front picture window on the leaned over the back of the couch and she said uh i can't believe it's been six months i said uh, i can believe it <laughs> <laughs> you know and 
and sometimes the time has gone real fast, but there's other times that uh, it's it's been a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like correct laws and, and people that do it for a living, mm-hmm. obviously their facilities are set up. But uh, I, if I had uh, multiple litters on the ground and there's a golden litter that just hit the ground up in the Elk River area that Eric and Danielle are on the list for a puppy, um, I don't know if I I, so you're not going to do it again next summer? I, I, I got to get back to a little bit of whatever normal is. Um, and Dan Barrero is getting a, a short hair from Crackloss. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. He texted me and, and let me know that he has picked one out. I'm not sure when they, uh, when they pick it up. Um, but, well, cool. Congratulations. And I, I told him in a, in a tweet that, or in a text that I remember a time that he was pretty much poo-pooing animals dogs well he owned a dog for a number of years and i said now you're buying a a top of the line gun dog and a fabulous pointing dog from uh, these people are you going to by any chance take up hunting and there was no response (laughs) well we could take him in the field for a walk no response see if uh see if dan and the new pup enjoy uh, a nature hike yeah Uh, it would be it would be great fun yeah um there's a, let's see, before we run out of time, there was um, uh, a listener who called in and said that he had seen a uh, a bobcat spotted in the Mounds Park area on middle of October, found a dead one, had pictures, called the uh, county dispatch, reported it. Concerned about it, and they sent a, a, a MnDOT truck over, and the guy took a shovel and threw it into the bushes and just kind of forgot about it. I think that's probably a bad move on their part. Hmm. Because I know that there's one particular individual that would like to have seen it and find out if it has any disease or anything like that, but I guess that I wouldn't recommend that. We're out of here almost. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and now the countdown to Christmas. Yes, it is. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too, my friend. Thanks to Jason Durham for uh, checking back in. Dr. Dennis Gallenberg for giving us a little time prior to his deer hunting. Thanks to Tackle. Thank you for allowing us to travel with you on this Saturday morning. For Bob St. Pierre, I'm Billy Hildebrand wishing you a fabulous weekend. Till next Saturday, see ya. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.